I'm wondering if there are others who are listening who may be struggling getting into the Christmas spirit, like I found myself recently. If so, stay tuned to see how a simple request from my wife changed everything. Christmas 2022 is just around the corner. My wife has Christmas music playing in our car and home all day long. However, I found myself struggling to get into that uh, normal Christmas spirit. One day, my wife said that she wanted to go see a film that was being advertised on her Facebook feed. The name of the film was simply, I Heard the Bells. And even though I didn't know what the film was about, I thought it would be the least I could do for Sharon with Christmas fast approaching. So she picked me up from school one afternoon and we drove over to the local theater and purchased ticket for the afternoon showing. I have not been able to get what I watched out of my mind since then. The film was produced by Light and Sound Films and featured the story of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's life that led him to write the familiar carol, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. The account took place during the time when our country was divided against itself and engaged in the bloody Civil War. Longfellow was an ardent abolitionist who viewed slavery as an abomination. And as the film opened up, it was Christmas time, and Longfellow's youngest child kept asking her father a simple question, and I believe it became the key message of the film. Her question simply was, quote-unquote, Father, is it Christmas yet? Now, her father's answer was always the same. He always replied, We have to hear the bells first. The story quickly changed from one of laughter and joy to pain and sadness. Longfellow's wife of 18 years was the joy of his life, but all of a sudden she died when her dress caught on fire accidentally. And even though Longfellow tried to smother the fire, he was unable to save her life. This loss led him into a period of deep depression when he stopped all of his writing, withdrew from the public, and even withdrew from his family. Longfellow's oldest son, Charles, was bitter towards God and and really was bitter towards his father's inability to cope with the loss of his wife, which had caused him to not be the father the children needed at the time. In one of the more dramatic scenes in the film, Longfellow's son, uh, Charlie, angrily declares that God is dead and rushes away from the dinner table to the shock of the rest of the family. We then find him riding off to join the Union Army while his dad pleads to him not to go. Longfellow's despondency grew even greater with the thought of losing his son in battle. Longfellow's life takes another turn for the worse when news comes to him that his son had been seriously wounded and if he survives, may be paralyzed for life. Now it had been two years since his wife died and now he had to try and cope with the possible loss of one of his children. How could he go on? Why was God allowing these things to happen? Was God real? I guess the reason why this film spoke to me personally was that I was asking some of these same questions. No, uh, my wife has not died and my children are all well, 
But the headlines that have been coming across my desk on a daily basis had thrown me into a sense of despair and almost hopelessness. I I had just witnessed people rejoicing over the election of a U.S. senator in the Georgia runoff who supports the murder of unborn babies right up until the time of birth. In fact, in an interview leading up to the runoff, this candidate defended his stance against a ban on abortion, which is really the murder of innocent babies in the womb, because he was a pastor. And he said, and this is a quote of his, it is exactly what Jesus would do. Jesus, who came as a baby to this earth, Emmanuel, God with us, he would exactly do the same. He would be against a ban on the murder of children in the womb. And then this candidate actually had the nerve after his victory to declare, to God be the glory. Then there was the story of a disabled Canadian Army veteran blasting her government for offering to euthanize her, which is a nice way of saying kill her, when she complained about how long it was taking to install a chairlift in her home. Then there was the report of how the American Girl doll, which is a very popular doll uh, amongst young girls, put out a book titled Body Image, in which it promotes puberty blockers to go along with the transgender agenda. I read with a broken heart an article from the Christian Post titled, Here Are Ten Ways Child Sexualization Is Being Normalized in America. And I would strongly encourage you to go to the Christian Post and find the article. Then Project Veritas has released a video showing a dean of students bragging about how he was teaching queer sex to students who were minors. I I can't even repeat the things he said he was doing and saying that the school and its leaders wouldn't say anything if they knew he was doing it. And then just a a few hours ago, I I read where the Russian arms dealer who had just been freed from a U.S. prison in exchange for Brittany Griner told Russia Today the following. He talked about what he found out about America. He said, quote, They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their country. It is not anymore the same country we knew America used to be the model for the entire world. I guess I found myself struggling much like Longfellow was at Christmas time back in 1863. So let me take you back to the film. It turns out that Charlie survives his injury and is back home with the family. And as he is recovering, he shares with his father how when laying wounded, close to death in an in a, uh, abandoned church, he, he found hope when he thought he was certainly going to die. He then tells his father that his father must get back to writing again. At the same time, Longfellow decides to read some of the entries in his deceased wife's diary. There he found one that told of the transformation that had taken place in her life on the day she had become a Christian. In trying to make sense out of all of this, he went to a local pastor and there, in talking with him, realized that his wife was alive eternally because Jesus, God's son, had defeated the grave and was alive as well. 
And then it happened. On Christmas Day, 1863, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow heard the bells playing outside his window. He starts to write the words that eventually became this longtime favorite Christmas carol, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. I found out in researching it that the original poem is titled Christmas Bells, and I want to ask you to allow me to share it with you. The first three verses go this way. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. You see, in the second and third verses, Longfellow writes how this message of peace on earth, goodwill to men, has been a constant theme throughout New Testament history. Regardless of how the world has changed, the message has stayed the same. However, Longfellow's focus changes. And as I continued contemplating his words, I realized that, that there was a battle raging in his mind between the Christmas message of peace on earth and the horrors of war that were so real to everyone in the country back then. Listen to the words of the next few stanzas. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south. And with this sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. You see, in these two verses, Longfellow uh, heard the sound of cannon fire and it continued to ring out in the south, a far ways from Cambridge, Massachusetts, where he lived. But he described the cannons as having black accursed mouths, that as these cannons rang out, they actually drowned out the message of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Longfellow equated the sounds of war I believe both the physical civil war and the war that was raging in his heart over the loss of his wife and possibly his oldest son. He equated that to, the, to an earthquake that was shaking the very foundation of society. Justin Taylor recently wrote uh, a blog where he described Longfellow's struggles as this, and I quote, dissonance in his own heart and the world he observes around him. I had a deeper sense of understanding of what Longfellow was wrestling with as I see what is going on in our country today. The attack on the family in an effort to completely destroy it is similar to an earthquake that is not just shaking the very foundation of our country. It is actually shaking the very foundation of civilization. Longfellow's next verse said it all. And this is what I was wrestling with in my own heart as I know the hope of Christ's message brings to fallen man. But I'm wondering, where is this peace on earth when I see the headlines blaring all across the land today? Longfellow put my thoughts into words back in uh, 1863 when he wrote, 
and in despair I bow my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. If you and I look at what is going on all around us, we can easily say a hearty amen to those words. However, we must, as Longfellow did back then, realize that God is still God, and there is hope even in the darkest of days. Why? Because God gave us his son on Christmas morning. That gift went on to die on the cross for my sin and your sin. And then he defeated sin, death, and the grave when he rose again, and he offers to you and he offers to me eternal life by simply believing in him. When Longfellow embraced the glorious truth that his wife was alive because Christ is alive, he wrote the most powerful words of this entire poem. And they go like this. Then rang the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Today and every day, I challenge you to declare the good news that God is not dead. He does not sleep. He brings peace on earth and goodwill to men. I, I want to take time to wish you a blessed Christmas as you think about the fact of Emmanuel, God with us. But first, a question for you. Is it Christmas yet? It is if you hear the bells. So in closing, I invite you to listen to this great carol. Do you hear the bells? It was a long, cold winter of 1863. The war between the states raged mercilessly. Antietam, Vicksburg, Gettysburg, Chickamauga. Sons, fathers, and brothers from Mississippi to Maine had not come home for Christmas, and many would never return. Poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow sat in Cambridge, Massachusetts, pondering the state of the world around him. Longfellow had been widowed for two years since his wife's dress tragically caught fire, and his son, Charles, was now seriously wounded, having been injured on December 1st by a Confederate bullet at the Battle of New Hope Church. As he sat nursing his son on the long road to recovery, listening to the church bells pealing forth Christmas tidings, he struggled with the message of the angels proclaiming, Peace are on earth, goodwill towards men. And he took up his pen and wrote, I heard the bells on Christmas Day Their old familiar carols play And wild and sweet the words repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men of all Christendom had rung so long the unbroken song of peace on earth goodwill to men and in 
Overall, media developer for Northwest Christian School, and I'm here to tell you about NCS's new Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com. 